Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Castology. This is Castology, and we are mostly here mm. on a special episode brought to you both by... Music as a concept and COVID nineteen. Um, joining us in studio is the inimitable castologist Nick Bleaker, and joining us from afar <laughs> via the wonders of technology is the otherwise also inimitable Elizabeth Liz Best. Liz Best. Very masculine voice today. <laughs> I haven't tested positive to COVID yet. I've had my test, but this sore throat sticking around for a little bit longer than I would have liked. So I went and gone had a had, had me a test this morning. So we're just being on the cautious side. And we here at Castology do believe in being safe rather than sorry. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so we do have a themed episode this week, and that's in honor of a new release that has come from one of the very many talented podcasters on the That's Not Canon network, um, This the Fearful Jesuit, who, and that is a pseudonym because the Fearful Jesuit produces a show called The Paranoid Strain about conspiracy theory and conspiracy theorists, and they do get a fair number of interesting interactions surrounding their content. <laughs> so that's why it's a pseudonym. But the Paranoid Strain has formed the Paranoid Strain Orchestra and released 9116, the rock opera concept album, as a podcast. Now, they say in their, in, in their blurb <laughs> that as far as they're aware, this is the first concept album that has been released as a podcast in this style. So if... That is incorrect. Let us know. But until then, we're taking that as as written. And so you can find <laughs> links to to this in the in the uh, episode notes. And I encourage you all to go and and listen to it. It is the the style is rock, kind of classic rock, but presented uh, story wise as a rock opera. Uh, so yeah, absolutely go listen. There, are, there's two discs, so two episodes in your podcatchers. It's just called nine one one six, the rock opera disc one, and nine one one six, the rock opera disc two. Uh, but we thought that as well as featuring them on this episode, because it is kind of a skew on what podcasting kind of is and what podcasting can do, uh, we would do a themed episode around music and what music podcasts we currently are kind of binging and listening to. So, all of that said, thank you very much to the Fearful Jesuit and... The podcast and the Paranoid Strain for sponsoring this episode. I would like to recommend my podcast. Oh, just because we're in studio together and you have this complex. I you we're usually in the studio together, and I've always had this I'm, complex. I'm not there to like evil side eye both. <laughs> uh, so I'm recommending. 
in uh, in in a in a shocking move that will shock everyone, a history of music podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm recommending the ongoing history of music. Uh, so this is definitely one of the more polished history podcasts that I've ever recommended. So it's is it history in general. It's it, it's history of new music. Okay, okay. So it's specifically about. It takes kind of like a theme within music. Uh, and then exa- and then spends half an hour explaining how that came about. So that, oh, cool. that could be like a specific theme that travels through a band's work. Yeah. Or it could be uh, something that happened in the alt rock in the 70s and, and how that transformed into music now. Um, it's very educational and very formal. It's a solo host and it is scripted. Um, so it's very, it's not chatty. It's not kind of comedy-esque. It is kind of- Is it there. Zane Dry? No, I would not say it's Zane Dry um, in the sense that it is very, uh, very approachable. And the and the and Alan Cross, who hosts it, has a very, very, very nice voice. Um, I think Liz will very much appreciate (laughs) um, the rumble of Alan Cross. Um, I like a nice voice. (laughs) The rumble of Alan Cross sounds like like an album name. That's great. Alan Cross, you are welcome to it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's kind of what it is. There is it just takes a, I, I want to say random, but it's obviously very well thought out kind of topic within music. And it, sometimes it is very narrow as in like a controversy or sometimes it's super broad as like what happened in the 1850s that mm. travelled all the way through to mm. what Taylor Swift released last week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like this podcast. I've been listening to it for, I would say, about four months um, because music is not a huge part of my life, but I like history. And so that was kind of my in to this this podcast. Um, and it is scripted. It's one of the better scripted historical podcasts that I've yeah. come across. Yeah. So, yeah, I recommend Ongoing History of Music. Um, so let's hear from let's 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 hear from Liz so that uh, you can speak and then have a drink. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, so I too am not really a, a music podcasts kind of person. So I thought, what do I like that I can access music through? And that, in no surprise to anyone, <laughs> is true crime. <laughs> so I have picked a podcast that I. It's actually been on my rotation for years and I just kept putting it down the list because everyone knows it. But now that we're doing a music-themed podcast, I'm going to recommend Disgraceland. Now, Disgraceland is a true crime podcast um, who's narrated by an avid uh, music historian, uh, Jake Brennan. Um, And what it is is crimes connected to musicians, like how, say, Jerry Lee Lewis may or may not have gotten away with murder. I'm pretty (laughs) sure he did. But, you know, uh, there's new theories about how Sid Vicious died. Um, Different, like, basically it's any kind of true crime that has any kind of connection to a musician. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest, they're tenuous connections sometimes. Can I ask what their stance is on the death of Elvis? Or the oh, yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I feel Elvis. like you're going to have to listen to it yourself. Um, <laughs> the problem with this podcast, and it's not a huge problem, but a lot of their back catalogue's been put behind Amazon um, Music no. um, in the last. Uh, so oh, it's it's still so. free though, isn't it? So it's not there's no yeah, paywall. 
but you it's can only listen free, there. Yeah. But you can only listen through Amazon Music. So, um, but they, there are still episodes on Apple, and there are still episodes available on um, all your other podcatchers. It's just a limited catalog compared to. It's Amazon. it's really weird because I was having a look at this today. I and I haven't dug into it too much, but I'll have a look into it for next episode or the next when we review it. Um, mm. They seem to have an entirely separate feed called Disgraceland Presents, which does have some of the episodes, yeah. but also has it's a lot of... some of the more popular episodes and then ads for other things and crossovers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, but those other things don't appear on the Disgraceland feed. So no. it's, it's kind of two different podcasts that are very heavily enmeshed. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'll have a look into that and let you know um, what I think yes, of that format. This one, um, but, this- yeah, they're all about half an hour long, so not too long. Um, they do value entertainment over cold, hard facts, so sometimes <laughs> the host will talk about what he thinks the interior <laughs> monologue of someone doing the thing would be, which <laughs> that's entertainment, baby. Like, that's all I have to say about that. But, yeah, Disgraceland, music, true crime, the only way you're going to get me coming at a music podcast. <laughs> Wait, so just this might be a very Luddite question, mm-hmm. but so Amazon – so it's obviously well not paywalled, but you have to download so the Amazon it's, app. It's kind right? of like Spotify exclusive podcasts that aren't available elsewhere. Right. So you can you can listen to them on Spotify, but not on Apple. This is on Amazon Music, I think, or Amazon oh, Web. For Christ's sake! Okay. So Amazon you can Music. only listen you to can it there. On their website. Like, yeah. So oh, okay. I, yeah. You can go through a browser or whatever. Cool. Yeah, you can go through a browser because I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure if we get Amazon Music here yet. Other than that, or it might be new. But um, in Australia, I'm talking about. I don't think it um, is licensed here in Australia yet. Yeah. No, so you can either listen to a browser or you can go back to the, there's like the earlier episodes that are on all your other podcatchers that are actual Disgraceland episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good to know though because I didn't realise that there was like the separate, like I didn't realise that Apple Music had like a separate an, a separate Apple that it was accessible as easily as it, as it is yeah, just looking at there, it Yeah, there is a link in every episode episodes notes I believe. oh okay cool, cool so cool, it's just cool. kind of like if you want to listen to the disgraceland real feed click here oh, and it'll okay. take you through and open up a browser i believe well i'll give them props for actually doing that <laughs> rather than just being like hey just go and look for it make it easily accessible and that's but cool. it is an interesting way of giving them giving the world something of value yeah. that isn't and getting around that kind of exclusivity yeah of, of putting it on a platform specifically um so I, like I said, I haven't listened to, um, haven't listened to a lot of it yet, but I'll, I'll let you know what I think next week. Hell yeah! So Nick, what's what's your music podcast? Um, well, look, I cheated because to be honest, this one the the recommend the the change of theme was a, was a bit of a came up behind me and scared me a little That's bit. That's right. Um, I did it by, by that way on purpose. <laughs> yeah, but this is great because you know obviously music is, is a big thing for me. So for my recommendation, I've recommended something that I recommended in my mini sode, um, which is called Dissect, which is a Spotify exclusive, unfortunately, um, podcast that dissects uh, popular albums. So so each season of the show dissects an album of a popular artist. So it went from my bugbear with it is that it's all just big names rather than going a little bit more right. smaller. Nisha, um, yeah. But there's like Kanye West, Charles Gambino, uh, Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, Frank Ocean, so on and so forth. So that's the kind of vibe that you're looking for. I mean, if you're Spotify, you have access to those names. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and with these as well, like it obviously skews quite heavily to sort of contemporary hip hop and pop sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I found it really interesting because I thought, for me, the, the general idea of it is really fascinating 
fascinating in that you actually do have access to these artists to discuss their work on a deeper level. So you do get the discussion about production and that what like influences and themes and lyrics and stuff. And I found it quite fascinating. So do they get the artists in to talk, or is it or is it kind of experts? It's or like it's like it experts, right? But yeah. those artists also talk about their like. It's kind of like you know how like they kind of like pull audio grabs yeah, from yeah. interviews and stuff. It's like sort of enmeshed. It's like similar to like. Um, Song Exploder, right? Except Song Exploder right. actually has the artist come yep. in and take you through the stems of the tracks. Um, but my only bugbear is that I really, really wish that they did smaller artists slash they kind of expanded it a bit because they've only got nine seasons of it, which is like quite a significant amount of episodes. That's a lot of seasons. But how, how many episodes in a season? There's like nine or ten. I'm pretty sure okay. Mac Miller's one, which is just released, is it ten episodes? I can't remember. I haven't finished listening to it. But I thought it was really fascinating because this is one of those things that you don't really get much insight into and it really isn't in, in sort yeah. of I guess popular culture you do kind of get those the, the media tour that follows yeah, the album release the, but you don't the, get this sort of spin about it yeah yeah it's always about oh you know like I was influenced by like a leaf that fell in the, the jungle I do yeah, feel like this is a podcast for musicians is that kind yes. of the vibe that I'm, okay yeah and I, look I think it does lend itself a little bit more uh, if I think it very much is when I, when I look at it if you were interested right in so, Kanye okay. West Liz and I yes. As lay people, as far as music is concerned, I would okay. If you if you asked, pick a season. I would pick. I would say just pick the one like an artist that you're more familiar with. Okay. Rather than going, because to be completely honest, like I like Tyler the Creator is one of the um, artists on here. Mm-hmm. I'm not very familiar with his music, nor do I super care. So if I'd probably listen to that, I probably wouldn't be as in tune to with it as much as I was with Kendrick Lamar's to Pimp a Butterfly, right? Yeah. So it is very much selective. Um, in terms of what you understand or what you want to listen to. So like Beyonce, for example, like Lemonade's a really good listen because it's a fantastic album. Um, but then there's like, they've got like mini series as well, um, which I completely forgot about. But again, it very much is sort of pick your poison okay. um, in what you probably better understand. Because also when you look at these things, when I listen to music, I and it's probably getting a bit more existential, but when I listen to music, I do listen for themes and stuff, but I'm very, very much more focused on production. So this is where this one tickled because I was like, oh, okay, this is really interesting because there's lots of discussions about composition okay like sampling awesome. like yeah. but also how that blends in with the themes and how the album's like built from the ground up so okay i thought will it was brace really myself for music nerdery yeah well yeah <laughs> maybe and look i'm all for nerdery so yeah. that's i'm not holding that against it but i'm going to that's how i'm gonna uh i'm gonna brace myself for that <laughs> but yeah unfortunately a spotify specific so you will need spotify for it although can you like i don't know this because i subscribe to spotify but with spotify podcasts do you still need to subscribe to listen to them or no, are they still i believe you just get ads otherwise oh sick yeah. okay cool that's um, cool speaking of do we want to touch on the spotify controversy that has happened this week being that we are a timely podcast now mm. or do we want to leave it the heck alone um because well, I know that I have thoughts, but I'm not going to put that on. I kind of want to hear these thoughts. What do you think, Liz? Yeah, I'm keen to hear the thoughts, but I also feel like the three of us are going to be echo chambery compared to, you know, I don't know. Well, actually, <laughs> my thoughts, I actually side a little bit with Joe Rogan here, Ooh. which is an odd, I, an odd brand new sentence, me. brand new <laughs> sentence. <laughs> um, because, okay, so the controversy is Joe Rogan had people on his podcast that shared information that is 
t- incorrect, yeah. basically, um, about COVID-19. He also had Jordan Peterson back on um, sharing blatantly incorrect. Uh, Jordan Peterson oh. is a psychologist oh. who... It's a, it's a whole thing. Okay, okay. It, I'll controversial look it up. figure. <laughs> um, Old Patrick was a fan of him. Old Patrick was a fan oh, okay. of him. Okay, all right, say no more. Um, it was uh, sh- sharing blatantly incorrect climate uh, oh, opinions okay. and, and, yep. and data, etc. Also, was sharing something recently about saying if you're not from Africa and darkest dark, you're not considered black. And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that 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 again was three white men discussing what it was to be African. <gasps> um, so, but more more to the point was like he has these controversial takes and these controversial guests. But now that he's Spotify exclusive, Spotify stands is implicit in standing behind him mm. and those same stances and opinions. Uh, so Neil Young came out and said, "Look, I don't want to. I don't want to share a platform. Please remove me from there." Spotify removed him. Neil Young does not like Spotify previously because of the quality of the audio that they put out. So this is kind of a combined issue. Yep. And then a number of other people have come out yeah, and like said, Mitchell and stuff. I, I can't yeah. get off there, but I don't want to be on there with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's come out and said, look, I'll try and balance it up. Spotify's come out and said, hey, we'll put content warnings there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Content warnings do nothing. We know this yeah. over two years of the pandemic and misinformation. <laughs> They're just trying to censor things. I'm smarter than you, sheeple. Yeah, and I think that's what it comes down to is is censorship. Censorship means one thing when it happens by, by government, um, and what is happening to Joe Rogan is not censorship. It's people saying, I don't want to be associated with people you. voting with their... I don't know, listenership. And I've yeah. seen lots of people who have quit Spotify this week. Yeah, um, uh, I, delete- my parents pay for my subscriptions. So <laughs> um, that's I thing. am not giving him any money. <laughs> Hashtag delete Spotify was trended on, on Twitter. Um, yeah. My take pretty hard too, My take it? is this is going to be, this is, this is a symptom and this is going to be an ongoing problem as people are trying to privatise podcasting. Um, as companies take up bigger and bigger shares and they start sponsoring podcasts, they're going to be started held accountable for the podcasts that they sponsor. And yeah. this is, this is it's not the first time that this has happened. It's not the first time that this has happened to Joe Rogan. Um, but this is what's going to happen. And I think the the kind of the joy of podcasting that people have taken advantage of up until this point is that podcasting is 100% pirate. You can say and do whatever you want. And if you get a listenership, you have a listenership. And if you don't get a listenership, you don't have a listenership. Mm. Now that p- companies are moving in and trying to make money off your listenership, you're going to, you have yeah. that. That's a tightrope walk that you have to walk. Um, sorry, but if like Facebook has a responsibility for stuff that's published on their platforms, and we've seen that that's just been recently legislated in Australia where Facebook does have to answer for, mm. like, we had entire yep. news organizations removing comments because Facebook were, they were saying that they were going to be liable for anything that anyone posts on their feed as well. Like, it's one of those things where we can't, this is going to go on forever. And if it's not Joe Rogan, it's going to be someone else. And I hate Joe Rogan and I wish fewer people listened to him because he gives, he's like, oh, I'm trying to give platforms to both sides. And I'm like, yeah, but 
don't give where's platforms. The, the it's also wrong. where's the other side? Yeah. Is the, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but the thing is, this is just capitalism. This isn't Joe Rogan. Like it's it yeah. would be very hard if Spotify said, "Hey, hey Zane, do you want to compromise all your principles and take a hundred million dollars?" It would be very hard for me to say no, thank you. I will keep doing what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> So that that's also where you've, you've, more money is entering in. So uh, it, it's it's complex. I look if you don't want to be part of Spotify, if you don't want to pay Joe Rogan, delete Spotify. And yeah, that that's, might be an inconvenience. Yeah. But like that's the thing. Just this week, we've had an Amazon exclusive podcast recommended, and we've had a Spotify exclusive podcast well, recommended. I mean, that was the thing, right? Like I was looking at it the other day, like when I was going just back through dissect, and I was just like, it's interesting now. A lot of these shows are starting to pivot towards each platform, mm. right? And it's hard because like I'm in in two minds because like to be honest, I think Spotify is my platform of use, right? But when I look at it, I'm seeing it more of as an excuse to get off it because it's a shitty platform to listen to music on because yeah. quality is not that great. But I'm I'm a, an audiophile in that sense. But also the app's fucking terrible. But then when I looked at the alternatives like Tidal, yeah, Apple Music, um, and uh, uh, whatever the whatever the fuck else is out there, Tidal Amazon Music, Amazon Music, <laughs> not <in> Australia, <laughs> Tidal, Tidal is so far behind. Even though they've probably got the best audio quality in the game, mm. uh, and they pay their artists properly. Like I went and looked at artist share. Tidal pays the best in the business, even though it's like a pittance still. And Apple Music is still behind the curb in yeah. terms of its app as well. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do because like I wouldn't want to be part of that in the sense of like I don't want to support a platform if they're going to allow that sort of like yeah. misinformation. But at the same time, like you said, it's hard to wrestle with that because, like, I don't know, it's it's so <laughs> difficult. It's fucking hard. And I'm like, yeah. Someone well, offered us money. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing. yes to the money. Like, Joe Rogan's opinions are no longer just Joe Rogan's because Spotify pays Joe Rogan to produce this content. Yeah. And so that is like, that is like Murdoch paying the Australian to have controversial views on Australian politics. Um, and, so that, <laughs> and, and I think it's a problem that we're in the process of solving. There isn't an answer yet. There isn't the app that pays its artists well, has good sound audio and handles the content that it produces yeah. in a responsible way. Um, I tend to think that producing content in that manner is an outdated format that needs to be given to the past i i don't i think let creators make their audiences and monetize their audiences uh in their own way and you just uh are a platform to access that data yeah. um but we'll wait and see we'll wait and see uh we're still on spotify i still listen to spotify because unfortunately that is part of my job um uh, i think it's a it's a it's a tricky subject i don't agree with joe rogan in any of his political views but I will also say that uh, deplatforming him won't get rid of him. Oh no, it'll no. just make him louder yeah. from somewhere else and it'll and it'll enrage his 11 million listeners. However, who... get, getting rid of Spotify will make Spotify change because yeah. that's that's the thing. Profit speaks to Spotify. Um, enough politics now. Let's go back and talk about the podcast that we recommended on the last full episode. Um, so uh, let's go back. Uh, we'll start with mine. So I recommended uh, the podcast, which is part of my New Year's resolution of being educational and fun for everyone. I recommended Everything Everywhere. Uh, and basically, it's just a short little podcast that picks a new 
interesting topic such as a person or a place or a thing from around the world and throughout history and then does an episode on it. What did you think? I've put this podcast into my regular rotation because it's the perfect mix of um, like information, but it's only in short bursts. So I don't have to focus for too long. Um, What I will say is that I listened to all of the podcasts that I had to do for my homework for um, with my mum on a road and my mum's opinion, which I sort of share was that she's like, do you have this set on like 1.5 times the speed? I'm like, no, he just talks really (laughs) fast. Um, So occasionally I think he needs to modulate a tiny little bit because occasionally the the narrator kind of tends to just like rush through and talk about a thing and then go to the next thing and then go to the next thing. Um, But because it's only 10 minutes, it didn't bug me as much. But I realise if I tune out for two minutes, I miss so much because he talks so fast. But this for me is my ideal car podcast because I'm not in the car as much anymore. Like an R slash kind of the whole episode will be done by the time I'm finished my um, car ride and I will have learned something new that's interesting. Um, I did tend away from the political ones. I preferred like the historical ones, Um, the one about the guy, I can't remember what his name was, who introduced hand washing to hospitals and died a derided <laughs> idiot everyone's an idiot for daring to suggest that what do you um, mean babies aren't dying when we wash our hands i'm gonna put extra dirt on my hands <laughs> crazy um meanwhile one million pandemics later um but yeah like it's I, it was a fascinating snack of a podcast and if, if there was the tiniest bit of modulation in his voice i wouldn't mind but i will still listen because it's only short bursts Wonderful. What did you think, Nick? Uh, well, I, I'm with Liz, right? I think that this, it's interesting because like I'm a big, like my podcast listening, and I've said this multiple times, has gone right back to mm. just like simple, easy, daily shit, right? Because I feel like having the day, like listening to the daily and so on and so forth, it was all, it's good, but sometimes I'm like, fuck, I don't want to listen to 30 minutes of Michael Barbaro being like, hmm. Mm. Um, this was the, like this. This fit perfectly, though, right? Yeah. Because I, I do agree. Like it, it does rush through things, but and if if you do tune out, you do miss a lot. But I have to say, this is an incredible amount of work, all things considered, right? This is like five hundred and seventy-four episodes, according to my yeah. pocket casts, which is absurd. Um, but for me, there's just I think for me, there's a lot of cool history stuff, and I did the same. Like I did avoid the political stuff, um, but for me, it just hits the spot because it is easily consumable. It's straight to the point. It doesn't it doesn't go too far on some of these things because I think also at the same time, like I could probably get more information about the history of cheese from another show that oh, that, that goes in it. But if I want to get t- like twelve minutes on the history of cheese at lunch, like why not? <laughs> So. Notes of peace. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I think this this podcast really does well at managing the tone and yeah. the depth to which it drills before it moves on to the next interesting topic um, yeah. around the, in that that vein, um, whether it be cheese or elsewise. But I'm I'm glad you both enjoyed it because um, because yeah, this has been this has been a real fun podcast for me to listen to, mm. um, and yeah, so this is kind of on my on my regular rotation as well. It's very yeah. simple. That's yeah. the thing as well. It is. It's just 
brutally simple and that's what i kind of sometimes with these things especially with a shorter show if it's brutally simple in its execution that it's perfect yeah even though it doesn't say it i think that this is a great family podcast yeah because it doesn't again it doesn't drill too deep so you're not going into like areas where kids will kind of tune out yeah Um, i feel like his voice is enough to make the kids tune out (laughs) yeah (laughs) you'd be surprised i listened to stan zamanik a lot when i was a kid um, and that's why you are now Zane Dry. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we get political again, let's go and let's talk about Liz's recommendation last week. Okay, so last week I recommended The Bystanders, which was an audio schlocky camp as fuck um, radio play um, based on one night. It says that the little caption is one rainy night, Bunny Bell Pash is stabbed to death in the courtyard of her apartment and her neighbours watch and do nothing. Or did they? Dun, 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 dun. What did we think? Uh, I'm going to go first because I think that I had a much more pleasant reception to this podcast than Nick did. Having knowing, knowing nothing about Ooh. what Nick thought about this podcast. Ooh, okay, all right. Um, I haven't listened to as much as this podcast as I uh, I intend to. I'm only three episodes in of the eight, I want to say, of the narrative episodes. I think so. I, I, let me check. I don't know. Eight uh, episodes. Eight episodes, yep. yep. Uh, and this is, this is a musical, but without the music, really. This is just high camp drama radio play this is canto, like almost. yeah absolutely <laughs> it is this is kind of yeah high, high camp drama um and i could not buy i couldn't have bought in quicker and it was weird because i didn't know that i was in the mood for this text until this text appeared um and i haven't been in the mood for this text for a while and it just kind of came up so it was really pleasant um pleasant phenomenon that kind of hit me so i'm very much looking forward to kind of sitting down and a, a couple of episodes every day i think so i the, the so i don't um wear myself out but yeah this is a high recommend the cast alone is um enough to sell someone on yeah. <laughs> on, on the show but yeah it is stylistically note perfect it knows what it is and gives you exactly that with just piles of fondant and and candy on top um so yeah this is a strong recommend from me i'm looking forward to consuming the rest of it nick why did you think that i wouldn't like it i didn't think that you wouldn't like it i just think that you wouldn't be as gushing about it as i am okay yeah um well you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) well gush is harder than because this is (laughs) this is this is like honestly this is razor sharp like this is I went into it being like, oh, for Christ's sake, okay. Yeah. Musical like, people. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Ugh, classic, yep. Whimsy. Um, you know, for, for me, I have a real problem with Kristen uh, Chenoweth, for one. She really grates on me. She gives me the shits. In this, she's absolutely, she, I completely buy into her. But I could not, like, for me listening to it, I was like, it's it's like whip crack fast, yeah. but it's like completely acceptable. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not like, oh my God, we're doing it for the sake of being whip crack. <laughs> woohoo. Like, it's like Aaron Sorkin, but like not over the top Aaron Sorkin. Like, the first episode of the newsroom where he's yeah. like, I'm the greatest writer on earth and wanks over himself. That's beside the point. Um, <laughs> I, the, the thing that I think the bystanders does well, I'm about five episodes in. The thing that I think it does really well is that it balances its star power so well because the performances are so true to the characters within yeah. the show that it, to be completely honest, 
I, I knew, I'm aware of the cast. I completely forgot the, about the cast and I was completely engrossed by it. Yeah. every single character that was in that building and the, like the things they go through. It reminded me of that show that I think I said when Liz recommended this um, last fortnight, the one with Steve Martin and Martin Short, uh, only oh, murders in the building. Murders in the building. Yeah, um, it reminded me of that, except even more. Like, like <laughs> I just cannot get over how sharp the writing is on yeah. this. It's unbelievable. But yeah, this is a fantastic show. I am absolutely going to be finishing it. I'm Hooray. super happy right now, you guys. <laughs> I'm so glad. I just when I first listened to it, I was like, you know what, the world's shit, but this podcast makes me goofy happy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean, I mean, I, I will just brief tangent. I agree with you about Kristen Chenoweth as a musical theater fan. I love Kristen Chenoweth, mm. but her being in something is always an orange flag. I will either love it or I'll hate it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, she's she's perfect in this. She's fine in this. I, I think um, for, for me, she like she sometimes is like too boisterous. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, dial it in or I'm leaving. <laughs> and for me, everything that I've really seen of her, um, which to be fair is not a lot recently, um, I've just checked the fuck out. And I saw this and I was like, oh Christ, all right. And then I complete like she absolute credit to her owns that role so hard that I, I was like you know what I, I'm completely bought in it's just so it's just excellent excellent uh, so that that's another uh, gushing review for the bystanders so let's go to Nick's recommendation which was very different in tone to both of mine so my recommendation um, last week was uh, The Telegraph's Hong Kong Silenced a four episode which should be more um series from the telegraph that basically goes into uh, it is a little bit dated in the sense that it it has occurred eight or well, not 18 months ago like seven eight months ago and then obviously before yeah, that as yeah. covid sort of hit and all that sort of stuff. but it basically details the struggle that um the citizens of hong kong have had to deal with as china starts to really strangle them into base well i don't even know what you would call it i guess but it's like i guess uh, reclaim yeah reclaim yeah. it but it's like uh china's a dictatorship right uh, yeah. What's the, what's the word? I can never get this shit right. Okay, China, China is technically a democracy, but not really. So that's the thing. Nominally, I'm yeah. Doing air quotes. Democracy. Democracy. In in the same in the same way that Russia is technically a air quote democracy. Mm. There's a lot of shenanigans going on, and it is pretty authoritarian. And this right, is authoritarian. That's yeah. What, yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, like you obviously feel the the grip of that as the people of Hong Kong are actually like legitimately silenced by this government that is pushing specific agendas and changing yeah. laws that do really violate the freedoms that the citizens of Hong Kong have had for so long. Yeah. Um. I thought it was a completely fascinating show. The, my again, my bugbear with it is that it is criminally short in the sense of it does it hasn't explored what's going on there currently because to be honest, it hasn't really been in the in the zeitgeist I guess over the last six months. I've not heard much, if anything, from it. So, yeah. um, what did you think? Can I speak first? You can. Um, when I was listening to this with Mum, I was like, oh my god, this is fascinating, and I'm horrified. Mum was very like this podcast is dangerous in terms of she was hoping for the safety of the people 
who are actually mm. speaking on the podcast and I know that they had fake names and whatever but by god I hope they're all okay that's the first thing I yeah. wanted to say because the type of stuff that they're uncovering in this podcast is horrific and I can imagine that if the government found out who they were they would be in a lot of trouble um so I mean it was kind of I had my you know edge of my seat worried for them speaking out but also how important it was that that story gets told because like we're so lucky living in Australia compared to you know what's going on over there and especially living in somewhere that's authoritarian like that you know to fear your government that much and and ugh. anyway I thought it was very good um I really like the soundscaping I really like the way that it was done but yeah I really do worry about the people yep. putting their voices to this podcast yeah this is an angry making podcast <clears throat> well you um, recommended it to me I did. Because I absolutely I was like, did. Oh my god! I don't it's have a, a good. Po- I I've recommended the yeah, most angry making podcast out of everyone here. Yeah, true. True. Um, it's this, important to tell, though. Yeah, like. and that is why that honestly, Liz, I think that you're you're kind of edging onto why it is so short. As soon as it becomes a known quantity, China's going to put all sorts of pressure on not only the people involved but the publications yeah. involved and to stop it. And that's just part and parcel of what they're protesting. Um, I think the protest is sort of criminally underreported around the world mm. because of COVID. Like a lot of other things have been happening. Um, is that just because of COVID, or is it just that China's gotten really good at shutting shit down before it makes it out? Like wanna, we don't know. I want to say both. Um, yeah. I think COVID is a really good, good kind of smokescreen for. Any number of things that, you know, like Australia was having massive bushfires and then COVID happened and we didn't hear any more about the bushfires. Um, Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that COVID kind of interrupted um, that we would otherwise usually have paid a lot of attention to. Um, And I think China specifically, this this podcast uh, and and the situation in general kind of illuminates this clash between how China operates and how the rest of the world operates and what is happening in that sphere now. Um, So I really recommend everyone listen to this podcast uh, because it is... It doesn't go as deep as you want it to, but I don't. I haven't seen anything that's gone deeper yet. Fair, look, yeah. and I think that's a fair point too. Like when I, it's interesting because like I was fully aware and across a lot of what was going on in Hong Kong because it was really quite high in the news during this sort of period of time. And then I also found it as a really good refresher because it did fall out of like yeah my mind. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, right. I forgot that all this shit happened, right? Um, but it's interesting that you mentioned that the reason that it isn't producing more episodes is could potentially potentially this is we don't know could potentially be from pressure or from like the severe lack of reporting because yeah. of like those threats from whoever it may be. Well, so, from from China, from China, from from, China and, yeah. and it's many fingers in many many uh, many different countries. Yeah, like, it, it, they ha- exert a lot of economic and social pressure. Yeah, um, and that's just the way that it is. I'm not judging that. I, I don't think. And I don't think that this is the worst thing that China is doing. I just think that this is this is a very interesting intersection between East and West. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is kind of a, a really interesting touch point that we should not ignore or forget. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so Hong Kong silence. So that, that's pretty, pretty unanimous thumbs up across the board this week. Feels so good. well done, really everyone. Good week. Yeah. It was a really, a really um, 
because when I said to mum, I was like, I'm sorry, mum, we have to listen to podcasts the entire way home. And I can't talk about it. I'm worried. But like every podcast that I put on, we were like, oh, oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's let's go back and uh, just, just, just touch on the podcast that we recommended this week. So uh, I recommended for our music uh, episode, The Ongoing History of Music. Uh, Liz? I recommended Disgraceland. And Nick? I recommended Dissect, a Spotify exclusive. Bear that in mind. Yes. Uh, and once again, this music episode is uh, to celebrate the release of uh, the Paranoid Strain Orchestra Presents 9116, the rock, opus, uh, the rock Opera. I want to say the Rock Opestra. I don't even know what <laughs> I was finding there. Uh, so it is a concept album uh, released on all your podcatchers at the moment. So go search that. Links will be in the show notes. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, send us an email at uh, castologypodcast at gmail.com. If you have a podcast that you want us to listen to or if you create a podcast that you want us to listen to uh, go to that's forward slash castology and there is a form there that you can fill out um, I guarantee you that I will listen to all of them uh, and uh, and some of them might be recommended on a on an episode I'm just going to tease right now that next week in the Zanecast uh, there will be several recommended because I'm doing a top five listener recommendations um, maybe so yeah you submit there or get in contact with us on social media um, and until then uh, we'll, we're your castologists I've been Zane C. Weber here with Nick Bleeker and his best keep listening to podcasts everyone hi I'm Fearful Jesuit well that's my pseudonym at least I keep my identity secret because I'm the host of a show called The Paranoid Strain which takes a skeptical view of conspiracy theories. And some conspiracy theory fans are a tad touchy about that subject. My show is designed to help make sense of the insane ideas that seem to pop up constantly these days. Where do they come from? Why do people believe them? And how does their belief impact the rest of us? I'm inviting you to check out a very special episode we recently launched. It's a concept album about living through the year 2020 in a very conspiracy-addled United States of America, featuring a full voice cast and dozens of original songs by our show's dedicated band, the Paranoid Strain Orchestra. It's called 9116, and it's available now in all of your favorite podcast apps. Just look up the Paranoid Strain and click on the logo with the terrified eyeball. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 